guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. of QED in Astoria, New York, please give a warm welcome back home to Miss Lissa Mandel. Thank you for all of your patience. Oh my gosh, this was, listen guys, um, Mercury goes retrograde today, so we're having a little bit of technical issues over here, um, And but we do this, this slideshow for you guys who come to this live so you can actually see it. Unlike the podcast listeners, um, they can only imagine. But thank you guys so much for coming out on this Sunday. I I miss you all so much. And I feel like this is my, my living room and just my favorite place to be. And last night I was home in Connecticut for a Seder that was a little bit less than happy. So I'm really happy to be here with my chosen family. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm only wearing this jacket for a moment so I could show you how ridiculous it is. This is what L.A. has done to me. I dress like a retiree from West Palm Beach now, and um, that's fine. Um, on stage with me, you will see Mr. Jay Malski. Um, Jay is going to be uh, some musical accompaniment for us today, and a little bit later on, he will present some of his own adolescent items. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the theme for today's show is family secrets. And um, for the Mandel family... Uh, is there music playing? Wait, what is it? What is it? Is it something? Oh, it's something really tacky. Perfect. So, um, so the secret is kind of out of the bag about the Mandel family. Uh, we're all really mentally ill, and um, we really revel in our mental illness. Um, my dad talks about his OCD all the time, and everybody is on Prozac or some form of SSRI, and... Um, when I was growing up, it was kind of uh, a badge of honor to be depressed because and this is something I didn't realize until I was in my 20s and going to therapy, but um, my family, my extended family, for better or worse, thought that uh, happy people were stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Tegan here is saying that's a Jewish thing. It really is, especially the Eastern European Jews. I mean... The Jews who had to live in Siberia have a reason to think that life is crap, like all the way back in their bones. Um, but the thing about L.A. is that it's full of, uh, like, happy people, which is really disarming um, for me. So I moved to L.A. two months ago. I am extremely happy to be back because this place feels like home. And, uh, yes, uh, and I'm not going to say that New York is, like, a far superior city, but it is. So 
and um, LA has its definitely has its charms as well, but. Um, it's it, it doesn't have that same kind of uh, energy and um, I, <laughs> I listen uh, LA is is very beautiful but um, after a certain point if people are so nice uh, I have nothing else to say to them you know what are we going to talk about what are we going to talk about um, so uh, Kent, or I'm sorry, it's Josh. Josh over here is going to be on the slideshow. Give it up for Josh over here. Josh is saving my ass. Um, so this is me when I was real little, and I had a whole like set of things that I did for my neuroses. I had a, I had Dolly, whose hair I'm grabbing, um, Chicky, which was like a little, uh, I don't see it, it was just like a little duck thing that I would like put up against my face, and. Uh, and Puck, which is my pacifier, Dolly, Chicky, and Puck, the triumvirate, and and I would sit there in that chair and I would like suck on a, the Puck, and my <laughs> parents would sing, one toke over the line, sweet Lisa, one toke over the line. <laughs> Little did they know that 25 years later, that's what I would be doing every day of my life. So I'm going to read um, from Satin 2 here uh, something that is pretty representative of the family secret that is not really a secret. Um, the Mandels are <sighs> tragic heroes. Um, all right. Dear Satin 2, this is from July... 47th? No. July 27th, 1995. So I was like 11 or 12. Welcome to, this is the first uh, entry in this book also. Welcome to the world of Lissa Meredith Mandel. <laughs> sometimes magnificent, sometimes resentful, sometimes flourishing, sometimes wilting. Most of the time, though, depressing. Sometimes I am depressed with all my heart and soul. I solve my problems with the written word, which I think is the most powerful way of expressing my feelings. I take the smallest things seriously, and most of the time, I'm a pessimist. See, this is just me speaking with my mother's voice into my journal. I didn't realize until later. <laughs> I often set goals for myself and strive to reach them. I plan to apply to Harvard, Stanford, and Cornell. Again, I'm in fifth grade here. <laughs> and then become a lawyer and an author. Kelly once told me that I was very deep and that people in the 90s are shallow. I, I think it is good that I am set apart in this way. This is my reputation. I am proud of it. The, re the rest of me you will figure out as I write my thoughts and feelings in this little book. I am in Ogunquit, Maine right now. This is the place where my, where my family goes every year. It's like a little ca cabin in the what looks like haunted, uh, beautiful beach town full of French Canadians, gay men, and fat Americans. That's the makeup of Ogunquit <laughs> in the summer. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about school and missing it. No wonder, since I'm changing schools. Mainly, however, it is the students I'm missing, not the school itself. I'm continually remembering my homeroom, to whom I was drawn so close during the year. Every wish I make on an eyelash is that I see them all again next year. <laughs> and that we are all just as close, if not closer. A very strange thing happened to me today. I was riding on the trolley to the beach with Mom and Matt, my little brother, when I looked uh, across the aisle and gasped. There, in the seat beside 
another teenage girl, was Christina from my bus. My mind raced in several frantic different directions. No, this is wrong, I thought. She shouldn't be here. Why is she here? Why is she here in Ogunquit, Maine, of all places? And then it suddenly became clear to me why I hadn't been all that excited about coming to Maine for the past couple of years. The... What? Two years ago, the Boyds, who are our friends from the neighborhood, came to Ogunquit and stayed at the dunes. I knew something was, was wrong. Something didn't feel right. Today, my mind's eye opened and everything came together. <laughs> the precious, unbroken privacy of my family's vacation to Maine had been had been cut like a knife. I'm sorry. <laughs> my Connecticut world, where I spent, where I spent uh, 11 months of the year, had clashed with the... Sorry, I wrote in pencil, which is something I never do anymore. Don't ever do it. You never know when you're going to need to read that stuff later. <laughs> pencils are down with pencils. Ah. <laughs> uh, ah. Uh had clashed with, this, with a separate world of Algonquin. The two worlds became one, and I knew it wasn't right. The other world, the world that I'd used to fantasize about during the school months, the world of the dunes and of Perkins Cove and Barnacle Billy's, which was an ice cream place, and, and the beach and the shops on, in Portsmouth was no longer a distant fantasy place, no longer exciting. This thought ate at my heart like termites. <laughs> I was glad, though, that I had solved this puzzle. So I sat on the beach today and tried to be happy, but it was not complete. Something was missing, and I knew what it was. School. I am positive that as soon as I find out that I am on a good team with my friends and old classmates, I will feel complete and satisfied. So, Satin 2, now you know what kind of a person it is that will write in this book. Paper is patient. Be patient with me. Love, LMM. And... With that, um, one other photo that I found actually at, uh, when I was rummaging through shit at the Seder yesterday, Josh, if you could show this. That's me and my mom. I don't really know what's going on there, but some family secrets stay secret, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, coming up later in the show, we have the uh, incredible one-man band, Peter Michael Marino, and yes... More energy than any other human being on this planet. And then uh, we're going to have uh, Leah Bonima in a bit as well. But first, uh, uh, but first, I'll get to you too, don't worry. Uh, my esteemed cohort who has traveled back and forth with me, Phil. Karma Chameleon for Phil. <laughs> I love it. Um, I wore this. I wore this jacket so that I could wear this pin for you guys, which is, a, if you can't see it now, it's a Polly Pocket, uh, handmade Polly Pocket pin, and it it opens. I'll let y'all look at it up close later. But I'm gonna take this off now because I'm sweating like a pig. Hi, Phil. Well, anyway, it's good to see you guys. Uh, how are you? Um, yeah, it's it's really great to be back. I felt like there was a part of me that was missing. And uh, it was this jacket, so I'm good, and I'll see y'all later, <laughs> suckers. It's Phil. No. I'm, hey, what's up? Family secrets, I know you've got a lot of them. Yes, but let's backtrack. Before, <laughs> before we really get into that, uh, one, you thinking about colleges in fifth grade. I didn't think about colleges until I went to one college, and then I was like, ah, I'll go here. So you say we're the same person, but there's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and 
I understood your worlds colliding uh, feeling when I had to start giving my actual name on the internet because <laughs> that was my vacation. What was the name you were using before? I'm not telling. Fair enough. Uh, so, okay. Family secrets. Uh, there's a picture of me um, after this picture. Uh, Josh, if you wouldn't mind showing Phil's okay. picture. You have to cue him. Oh, sorry, Josh. Yes. That's the picture. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I was like 15, 16. I'm the one on the far right with the drums. Uh, you can, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's, that's called focus, um, which I lacked, but I thought if you just stared forward and play the drums, that was it. I'll never, with marching bands and those, those drum hats, I'll just never understand why they don't make straps long enough to actually fit under your chin. Me neither. Me they neither. look like you're, they're in your mouth. But this was great because the year after, we got black jumpsuits. And, like, fingerless gloves and shit. Like, we, we, we became this badass drum crew. Uh, still didn't win any competitions. Anyway, secrets were... The big secret in my family is my grandfather. Um, and around this time, I started to understand that. Because my mother... Whenever... Well, my mother was concerned that I wasn't dating girls. That I was uh, not interested or, or homosexual or something. I don't know if she was concerned, but she was curious. Because I wasn't, I wasn't dating girls. And it was never really, that wasn't really an issue. Like, my, my cousin is gay, and, and she raised him. And it, it, was, it was more of like, why isn't he dating girls? He was just trying to set me up with people. And then one time, she, like, sits me down with my grandfather, who starts to tell me the story of how he lost his virginity, and how he was my age, and all this stuff. And basically, like, I should go out and try this. Uh, and I was like... <laughs> No, I've been trying. Do, I, do you know how many showers I took in a day? Like, how, how many, many showers so, did you take in a day? At least two sometimes. I was just always, like, conscious of odor everywhere, but no one was smelling me. So it was just more... No one was getting close enough to smell you? No, no, not at all. He so, smells great, by the way. Thank you. Pheromones, you know, if you don't shower that much, they come out. Um, <laughs> so I started to discover my grandfather was a bit of a man whore. Um, I discovered the secret... Uh, my, my, this is done to death on the podcast, but my grandfather has, was having sex with my drama teacher uh, for years, for years, because her husband was a business associate, uh, and she... And him, business associate. Business associate. Also a very tiny woman, uh, and so with, with short black hair. And so one time she was down the shore with him in his shore house... Uh, doing it and the neighbors uh, called him and they're like what are you doing with the small Asian boy back there um, and he had to tell them uh, later on I discovered uh, his girlfriend at the time was also one of his many girlfriends he would always come to us at the end of the day after visiting two or three other women because uh, my grandfather uh, had a fear of being alone he had a real anxiety about that I don't think he ever came to terms with my grandmother's death so he was always sort of going to the next thing and going to the next thing until he got older and he finally married the one person that he should have never married, which was the like this teenager he cheated on my grandmother with in the 60s uh, and had secret children with. Um, oh, yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, we, can't, we, can't mention her. We, we can't mention her name for legal reasons because we are in court with her because she is a fucking monster. And her daughter, I hope she falls in a fucking Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. 
But you, the, no, you're the kind of family that gets embroiled in lawsuits, and I don't want to. I don't want that to bleed onto me okay. in any way, please. In short, we later found out at my cousin's wedding uh, there was a woman who looked a lot like my aunt. <laughs> and my grandfather at the time, he was sort of uh, his marbles were starting to fall out of a hole in a bag. You know what I mean? Uh, he was like, she looks like my sister. She looks just like your sister. Your aunt. And he's so loud because he's deaf. Uh, and he doesn't put in the ear, the, the hearing aid. She hears this, this woman. And she's like, Ma, the, the, what is Casal doing? Well, why is he saying this? And she's like, well, he's your father. <laughs> he was our, she was our neighbor uh, when we lived, when, when my father's family lived uh in, on Margaret Ave and Nutley, and I thought you weren't going to name any names at all. But I didn't all name names. Cup. I didn't name names. Margaret is a street. Casal. Casal. I'm my, just going to repeat them all, so you my can last look, name, look it up later. Listen, good luck. There's like I, I I had a sign like an affidavit one time saying that I was not like 12 <laughs> other Philip Casals in court. So like, good luck, guys. Uh, so it turns out, but like, no, we. We met up, and she's really nice, and I kind of wish she was my aunt, and, uh, like, for real, because, like, my, you know, for reasons, I wish that I'd, I'd talk to her more. She's a really nice woman. Great. And uh, and me and my father often joke, uh, you know the scene on the Return, Return of the Jedi when Darth Vader sort of uh, mentions, he goes, uh, your sister. I all, I all I have to do is say that to my father to make him laugh now, because cause of, cause of that. And it's just a great thing, because they, uh, you know, she met him, they made peace. And then that's when my, my grandfather passed away a few weeks after that. So it was like we were able to settle that, and she lives she lives far you away. You live in a TV show. I some, do. some might call it The Sopranos. But it's not The Sopranos. There's a lot less violence and a lot less crime. Uh, there are that's a, to be no that's uh, debated. I how think. dare you? Okay, um, let's get to it because we started it. late, and I want to make sure everybody gets their fair yeah, shot. Yeah, sorry about this, that. That was a longer uh, story. No, but it's a great story. It See, is. this is why it's kind of sexy to be involved with you, you know, because my family's problems are not very sexy. They're pretty they're pretty sad, you know, and your family's problems are more like well, exciting. We could use more of your problems and you could use more of our problems. What if we have less of both of our problems? That sounds pretty what good. What fun would That's that be? That's what LA is. It's kind of like, eh, I guess we have some problems. You know like the the like the the tremor of suburbia, suburban panic. That that's just all of LA. But there's like things to do there too. So, I really basically, I was <laughs> I was trying to get away from Julianne Moore in the hours. That's like my idea of like the worst case scenario of my life. And where we live now is basically where that kind of shit yeah. goes down. Like I, I mean, under- we basically moved to the suburban nightmare. Yeah. So I understand the ending of, of Mulholland Drive now when the old people attack it. It's the aspirations that you thought you, you had with you, and then you kill yourself. Um, but no, you know what? <laughs> we're all but anyway, good. anyway, guys, we're, good. we're great, and uh, there's no bagels there. So no. um, our, our first guest. Better pizza, though. No, it's not. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm teasing. There is literally one place in the entirety of the city of Los Angeles. No. Town Pizza in Pepe's. Highland Park. Pepe's is okay in a pinch. Fair. You're gluten intolerant. No, I'm not. 
I'm not gluten intolerant. What Lissa have you been hanging out with? I know. <laughs> She's hanging out with a skinnier Lissa, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, okay, listen, I'm Let's sorry. Yes, I'm it's sorry. very hot in here, um, but it's it's warm with, with um, our love uh, and our radiating out of our bodies. Everybody drink a lot of drinks from QED because we love this venue and the drinks are cold. Um, and eat all of the sugar that I put on the table so that I don't have to. And... Our first guest is an incredible, incredible character actress. She uh, taught me. She's an amazing teacher as well, an improviser. I just can't look at her and not smile. Uh, She was an Andy Kaufman Award finalist, which is a big fucking deal in my book. So give it up for Jen Dodd. off if you prefer. Yes, so um, the bitch seat is, for the for the podcast listeners, um, Jay, our pianist, is on stage with us, so we've had to really squash the seats together, so the bitch seat is really like the bitch seat today. Yeah, so, um, hi! <laughs> hi! Um, Jen, any uh, family secrets come to mind right off the bat? Um, I suppose it was a secret to me uh, until <laughs> I was an adult, uh, that most of my family is conservative and racist. What? <laughs> well, I think this secret no is coming out of the bag for a lot of people <laughs> recently. Oh, yeah. 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 How, yeah. how was this? Uh, do you want to share the details or would you rather? I mean, I, actually, I think it like came out recently, but also like every time. Like how recently? Like last week? I mean, the election. Well, yeah. Uh, I yeah. didn't realize. And every time, I mean, I, I've lived in New York for almost 15 years now like I got I, I'm from Dallas so as soon as I was able I left immediately yeah. I never fit in and then every time I went home I felt a little farther from my family not, not so, the immediate family it's mostly like the greater yeah yeah um, just ignorant <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, was there a conversation that happened where a light bulb went off over your head and you were like, oh, I thought that was a given that you thought the way I did on that issue, but I guess not? Oh, well, um, little things. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not, uh, uh, my grandmother, um, as she got older and started deteriorating mentally, um, was coming out with things that probably would have been embarrassing to most people but didn't seem to bother uh my dad and her his siblings so much mm-hmm. um she called uh she called her nurse um the n-word oh yikes yeah she herself was a lovely person but i think that she was having like some flashback issues to when Maybe yeah, that. when that was an acceptable right. thing, and and nobody really had a reaction to it. They just except sort of, for myself and my siblings, who were like, "This is weird," yeah. and yeah. then everybody just kind of shrugged. And how and old were you when that happened? This is recent. You said. Oh. oh yeah, this is like several years ago. Oh. And then and then Trump got elected, and then Facebook exists. So. Yeah. So you it's end up finding turning out on a black light, and then you yeah. see all the racism. You see yeah, all yeah. the yeah. cum stains in your family's the history. Cum st- <laughs> when you the turn on the black light, racism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are. So, yeah. That um, was disappointing. What and about, so I have a chosen family as well. Yeah. I mean, I didn't... Yeah. You know, I wanted to get along with everybody. I hate burning bridges of any kind. But then some things happen 
as I was telling Jen earlier today, where it kind of came out that my mother said something negative about me when she thought I wasn't listening, and it kind of like crushed my heart, um, uh, that my friends here would not do that to me. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's and, a, do you want to no. share that thing that you said, or are you gonna? Are you gonna? No. Do you want me to tell? Yeah, I do. So, well, I mean, I feel like so. So, Lissa's mother said something about her. But my appearance, basically. About her appearance. Like, somebody said, oh, she's so adorable. And my mom was like, uh, my mom was like, yeah, I just don't get that. Like, about me while I was Can in the room. Can you believe it? So that was my, I'm very grateful that the, the, the angel of death passed over my house and didn't just kill me right in that minute last night. Passover, yes. I was very, I don't know your mother, but I'm. She doesn't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm going to have a thing with my mother the way Mark Maron has with his father. I mean, from my, from my lips to God's ears, right? Right. <laughs> but, I mean, you understand the pattern of that. It's, We're going to make up over the air. It's just, a, yeah, I hope so. God, yeah. we need the listens. Um, but also, I, I just think it's, it's just her projecting. If she's not happy with herself, she will be doubly unhappy with you. And it's nothing that you ever did. I know that. I know that. I know that. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, thank Tegan. You. Thank you. No, no, I, I'm aware of that, but it also was like, anyway, this is your time, and I don't want to take it away yes. from no, you. Yes, no. We brought you on to say it's to share. So, I said this to Jen, and she said... Oh, I said, um, there are things that my dad... So, my dad was very judgmental oh. of me and my looks growing up, and it hasn't been, again, since I have been an adult, that I'll repeat things back to people, and it's only because of the expression on their face that I realized that it was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> So at work, we were playing this fun game where somebody was like, what do you think of yourself on a scale of one to ten if you had to say? And then, of course, there was like this like adorable, tiny yeah. size zero girl. She's like, I think I'm a ten. And they were like, girl, you go. And everybody was like super into it. And I was like trying to be thoughtful about it. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm be realistic. So I was like, how? And I said, and I just, I, I don't know. It was the first thing that came out. I said, when I was 15, my dad told me that I was a seven, oh. but because of my personality, I was a nine. <laughs> and and all the women at the table go <laughs> like that. And I was like, oh, oh that's. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. I, that is pretty fucked up. We have many pictures of you here, and I, know, I think we should get to one. Yeah, well, I think we probably should. I mean, and I don't think these pictures really do you justice, but... That this, hat. This Glamour out. shots. Yes. That's a very Southern thing. You have thing. many. Wait, but the blinged out hat, like, was that a hat that you already owned? Did you bling it out yourself? Did you buy no. it already blinged? Was it from the limited to... What is the story with that hat? So... Glamour shots were a thing in the 90s. Yes. And I was lucky enough to win a, I was like a, like a mall drawing uh-huh. that my mom had stuffed with my name over and over and over was and over, she a over stage again. mom? No, but we were poor and she wanted me to be happy. So, and like we couldn't <laughs> afford glamour shots because they were really expensive. Yeah. Why? I couldn't tell you because I, I look like that. But, um, so I won and I got to go and I got to pick from all these cool looking outfits oh these that were being there one for of them you oh yeah yeah and you can tell by the shoulders too like that was meant for a, an adult woman <laughs> and i i think i was like 11 here um can we see the next one please josh this is a little bit further along. Oh, yeah. All right. This oh, is when this I was is working. Fair? Yeah, I yeah. used to work at a medieval fair. Yes, of course you did. You look like a damsel here. <laughs> I was a gypsy. <laughs> 
And I did that for five years. And for three of those years, I got paid in snow cones. Oh, boy. <laughs> what were the other two years you were paid in? Were you, you actually paid? Money, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got oh paid. thank God. Yeah, yeah. At least you graduated up to money. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Before we show the other pictures, I, wanted, I want you to go ahead and uh, now that we have this established of, of the, the Jen and her, Who I and was. her vulnerable well, place, you can, if you would you. like to put this down and select uh, or Tell the people what you have brought to read. Okay, so for us, I I brought two short things. I can read one. I could read both. But <laughs> I was I have to say one of them I think is around the same time as ninety five, and I think we're the mm-hmm. same age. Mm-hmm. You were by far so much more decades. You were very sophisticated twelve year old. Yeah, but I was miserable. I mean, I was too, but I don't think I realized it yet. I think... I think, thank your lucky stars, okay? <laughs> Depression wasn't a thing, at least in my yeah. house in the South. Like, it was just like, stop pouting and get out there and play right. in the yard. That's the difference. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, like, my dad was like a dorky, like, you know, Eastern European Jewish kid. Like, all they did was complain about their feelings all day long. Even now at Thanksgiving, everybody gets together and starts talking about what medications they're on. Like, it's a celebratory event. Anyway, so. See, I've, I feel like I have always identified more as a Jewish person, though I am not. You, I mean, you're welcome to join I, the tribe. Please. I feel like I'm, that's, I've been missing out. The tribe. <laughs> so this is a journal entry from uh, 1995. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the majority of my journal entries uh, are echoes of this sentiment. Uh-huh. I was so boy crazy and, and not sophisticated. All right. So I was 12. Today, I found out that Jason Caswell likes me. I don't know what I would say if he asked me out. I might say yes, just to say what Daryl would say. (laughs) I like a lot of guys now. Let me name the ones from our class. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Heath, Dan Hyland, Ryan Thomas, kind of. Andrew Versace, Aaron Miles, Tony Syme, Andrew Peters, and Anthony Rivera. That's just homeroom, though. <laughs> yes, I was the same way. Yeah. I wrote so initials, like lists of initials. I didn't even, like, in retrospect, looking back, I didn't even think that these people were cute. I think I just... You I collected, you need to collect them. Yeah. 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 I was so, like, moony-eyed. And I also want to, I wish I could go back in time and tell myself, like, you don't need a boyfriend. And also stop endowing them with all these emotions that you feel, like... If you go farther in here, we'll see that I used to um, be searching for my soulmate. Yeah, me too. And I really thought I would find him in the sixth grade. (laughs) Um, Just by a show of applause, how many people were searching for their soulmates when they were in fifth or sixth grade? All women. I will tell you all women. Yes. Because the guys... Because we were were taught about Prince Charming. Yes, of course. And, And I will say this too, and please don't take offense, but I think that we gave dudes, teenage dudes, way more credit than they deserve. Like, you got, y'all are simple people. <laughs> you know, you'd... Fine. <laughs> but, but at that age, right? Like At that age, yeah. I, I was looking for a soulmate because I didn't know about Phil's sex. Phil's a true romantic. The thing is, no, no once I, I discovered jerking off, it was all over. See, that's... <laughs> like, it was over. Um, 
What's the deal with this hole in your journal? Oh, okay. like, are you, you hiding stuff? This. Yes, okay. I will say this. Okay. Look, this. She was hiding a secret stash of something in here. She cut out this little cube of paper. What is that? This was... In retro... Now I'm saying it out loud. It doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> I was hiding a key to a different journal. <laughs> and I, I cut this out because I so badly wanted, like, one of those hiding places. So when you close the book, yeah. you don't know that it's in it. We all and then when you open one of those. It, yeah, you really can't... really one of those. Now you can buy anything online, but... Then you couldn't but do it. Time. No, Phil, Phil just said, like, a couple of weeks ago, like, hey, sometime in our apartment, can we get a book that's actually a box where you can keep shit in it? Yeah. I have one as an adult, and I will say it's fantastic. It's great. <laughs> I just, you, there's a bookshelf. You see, oh, books, he reads. But then, like, there's maybe one or two that actually doesn't, he's not, I'm not reading because it's cut out because I have <laughs> weed in there. You have weed in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Keep my Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh man! Okay. Um, wait, but real quick, can we just advance to the next picture? Yes. Because this is just very like grease pink ladies yeah. situation. Oh, yeah. That's wonderful. There's what? There's one more. And the what? Oh yes, there is one more there from this glamour session. Are these all from the same <laughs> session? All the same session. Yeah. This is like tiny business mode. I was gonna yeah. say this looks like this looks like real estate agent. I don't know what I yeah. was feeling with that one I, I definitely chose that studded blazer yeah. and I was Very feeling pretty women. sexy for an and I remember everybody with the with the fingers under the chin so like I went to this dermatologist I don't know if I've so, told this on the I probably have told this on the podcast or whatever no. so I went to this dermatologist because I was having acne like every 13 year old girl did which is why I got bangs to cover it um, but Smart. The dermatologist assistant lady was a bitch, and she was like, she's just like, take two fingers like this and bend them down and put them under your chin, and that's how you rest your, your face on your chin. Don't do like this, because the oil on your hands, you know? But she was, like, really nasty about it. And I was like, okay, I'll just do this. And my mom and I made fun of that for the end of time, <laughs> pretty much. That's one thing my mom and I get a lot, like, when I'm in a critical mood, my mom and I are, like, besties. But when I'm in an optimistic mood, she just dismisses me out of hand, so. Uh, you guys are learning are a dumb. lot today. Uh, happy people are dumb. Um, so, so, yes, go ahead. This is how it ends. Okay. There's a, there's a big climax here. Okay. <laughs> all right, so, um, and that's just my homeroom, but I would give all of them up for, yep, you guessed it, Daryl. <laughs> I'd give him up as if I owned them. Um, I like him so much. Jody was flirting with him and hanging on him, and he elbowed her in the stomach. <laughs> ha! She deserved it. <laughs> and then it says continued at the top of the page. Yeah, I used to do that, too, just to make sure in case you're reading along, in case you're following along. <laughs> yes, and you did your journal the same way that I do mine later, is that I named it. Oh, yeah. And that I described events to my future readers. Uh -huh. It wasn't like I'm just expressing myself. It was like, this is who this is, and this is who that is. Right, and like, you know. because you knew you would have to share it someday. Of course, it's, yeah. We both knew. <laughs> um, I had a weird, weird experience today. You know how the pinky thumb knuckle kiss? Do you guys know what that is? No. Wait. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. You know how the pinky thumb knuckle kiss is like so close to kissing for real? <laughs> <laughs> well. Me and Daryl did that today because he begged me to. And then there's like three exclamation points 
And it says, he is so fine. He's so fine. <laughs> Even better than Jonathan Brandis. Whoa! R.I.P. Jonathan no, Brandis. If you read the details of his death, it's really disturbing. I would recommend you don't do it. I love Daryl. Oh, yes. And also, there's this cute little kitty on the cover of this book. Yes. And we got one more picture that I think sums it up. Yes, it's uh, very appropriate to this. Can you you please read this, Jen? Oh, oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, So, so I'll give you like the, the Cliff's Notes version. It says, Molly. Oh, I was 14 here. Okay. Um, This is my last year in junior high. It's supposed to be the most perfect year for me. My best ever. But as always, (laughs) things didn't turn out the way I've planned. (laughs) And this year, by far, has been my worst year ever. Lots of exclamation points. I hate my school. Lots of exclamation points. And most of the people in it. Lots of exclamation points. When I was much younger, I always dreamed of being older so I could be a beautiful teenager (laughs) with an awesome hot boyfriend and an awesome car. Ha! (laughs) What a crock of shit. I'm sorry, is that a crack of shit? Uh, <laughs> was it a crack? I don't know. A crock of shit. Crock. Like a common, oh, a crock. Yeah, like, yeah, a crock of shit. I heard it on a movie a once. Yeah, what me a too. Crock. Probably the same movie. Probably. Yeah, I, don't even know <laughs> I figure things are going to be great for me as an adult because this teenage stuff is an emotional roller coaster <laughs> <laughs> that has taken me on one hell of a ride. <laughs> and I am ready to get off. <laughs> So. Yeah, amazing. Very well, dramatic. Um, as always, okay, it was very hard to choose a gift for you because I have many things in my in my life, um, in my childhood shit, which I was just rummaging around in again yesterday. <clears throat> I feel like you would appreciate most of them, and you probably <laughs> owned most of them, but what I chose for you is something that you can maybe use today. Maybe it's too I'm tacky. So I don't know. No but such thing. It's a really fucking neon hair clip beret. Yes! <laughs> See, That's pretty awesome. It's peeling a little bit. You're going to have to glue these down. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Jen, Sweet. anything you want to quickly plug to these people before you hop off? No. Yay! <laughs> Jen Dodge, she right. is, um, you know, a cool person, and you should hang out with her. She lives in Astoria. <laughs> I've been doing short film stuff, and I can't show it to anybody because it's That's going to fine. Festivals. If you ever have the opportunity to see her character work, it is stellar. <laughs> Oh, what was that, Jay? I was getting ready. <laughs> Disagreeing. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Thank you. Jen Dodd, everybody. Thank you so much. Fun secret. If you ever want to get more stuff from Lissa, be a guest on the live show and the podcast, like, proper. I have guilt. so much stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I can run it by you guys while you're here, while you're my live test audience. Yeah. Here. So I'm thinking about uh, running a Patreon campaign for the uh, for the podcast so that we can continue to uh, pay our various East and West Coast engineers um, uh, and maybe for tours. Uh, 
if we set up a monthly thing and we were like, hey, give us one, two, five dollars a month and I will send you a piece of ephemera from my childhood bedroom. Is this a thing that you would want, maybe? I don't know. There's There's like five people. That's like, that that, that would cover transportation. That would cover transportation. Yeah, that'd be good. Not the plane ticket, though. Yeah. And maybe I'd like pitch in an action figure that that is more or less broken. I have a lot of them. I don't know. I'll have to sell you one, guys. And creepy crawlers. Um, Family secret. Uh, Still have it. My parents call each other Chuck. They have always done as, as long as I've known. And it, it was for some reason, it was based on the Charlie Brown comics, like the old Charles Schultz comics. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not telling this to you because you know it already. I'm telling it to them. So, uh, I know. You know, uh, Phil and I met doing a show that was a Charlie Brown show. Yeah. I know. Uh, that was a, it was a play. It was called a Charlie Brown Apocalypse by Matt Fried, who will one day officiate our wedding. And um, uh, Phil played Charlie Brown, and I played Mocha Mint Mel. Uh, I'm that's, sorry. That's, that's Peppermint, Peppermint Patty, Patty but, but copyright. Right. <laughs> copyright infringement. Um, but I was wondering if that is creepy. What, that they were Chucks and then we were Chucks? Yeah. Well, I was Chuck, and then you were, you were Mel. The point is, it's, it feels like it's a little bit... Too convenient? Descent, like royalty, like, I don't know. What is that? Hey, well, no, I, no, your parents were Charlie Brown fans. My parents weren't Charlie Brown fans. They were Prince Valiant fans. Right? <laughs> I got a gasp. Well, because they, they used to come out on Saturdays. Uh, but also the funny papers, never funny. So why lean on the comedy ones? Just go, go with Prince Valiant. The funny uh, papers aren't funny. No, they aren't. And they're called the funny papers because they, you... They're trying really hard. They're fun. They're like, ugh, like that's kind of funny, you know, yeah. like kind of like curdled a little bit. I don't think it was so weird. I just think it was maybe like more of a kind of um, a tell that we were doing a show like that, and um, I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was cute when it began, but then when I can't went to your house and saw all the Charlie Brown art, I was like, all right, that's a little less cute, but. <laughs> I'll you thought it. I was only like collecting you because you happened to be associated. That's I was like, I'm gonna I wait thought. all my life for somebody crush who is somehow collector. Charlie Brown related. Crush collector, Lissa. Yes, crush collector. Chuck Lissa. collector, also creepy. Uh, okay, creepy, weird. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a little weird. We should just introduce the next guest. We so should the, probably the existential horror of us talking about it. Yeah, we should probably. Um, oh no, we never showed Jen Dodd's family because I forgot you added that picture. There. I think I did. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Well. She's she's not in the room right now, but Jen, Jen, Phil starts this photo of you. Oh, yeah. I was in a hurry and I and I didn't get pictures yet, so I was like, let me just go through all the Facebook. We'll never know. We'll never know now. We'll never know. No, but everyone's wearing blue or purple, and someone is a safari safari outfit. Anyway, um, anyway. Moving on. Jen, I'll let you explain that later. I don't know. I was dressed up as Indiana Jones for the most of my childhood. So, like, that, that's, that's par for the course, okay. that kid. That poor kid. Well, he's not a poor kid. He dressed like that because he wanted to. Probably. I hope. I did. Maybe he wanted to be a beekeeper. But we'll never know. We'll never know. Um, anyway, our next guest, you guys. Um, <laughs> I've never actually officially met her before, so she probably thinks that we're all psycho by now. But it's great. She's a, she is a comedian, and she is a delight. And uh, the Huffington Post named her one of their favorite female comedians. Give it up for Leah Bonima. Come and join us in, this tight, in these tight quarters. I like it, I like it. <laughs> Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I only have curly-haired women on this show. I like that. <laughs> um, mm. So, 
do you, off the top of your head, have any uh, tasty little family secrets that you would like to share? I feel like some of my family secrets I literally can't tell because my mom will find me. I, um, where, where did you grow up? Maine, but oh, not Maine. a gunquit, like north. Oh, like up in the woods yeah. where people get murdered and then no one hears from them again? Y- yep. Yeah, okay. Lovecraft places, like where the, where the sea creatures go. No. Okay. <laughs> Stephen, Stephen King places. Stephen King places. Stephen King places, but not with the sea creatures. Well, that's okay. He's on the coast. He is. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm well, just okay, sort of territorial because everybody's always like, the coast, and you're like, no, there's a whole other large state um, of people that did not have access to <laughs> shellfish and uh, highways. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, internet cable. There's a much larger state up there. Did you notice your isolation when you were little, or did you think it was not I think I was just, I thought I was just lonely. And then I was like, oh, there's no people. (laughs) And that would be why. When, how old were you when you found out about New York and what it was like? You know, my mom went to college here, so she took me when I was younger, Uh but I don't quite remember, I remember being like, ah, uh, I don't think I understood that you were allowed to go somewhere else. Yeah. Until I was like like older. I sort of felt like, oh, this is this is this is it. You this know, is where I'm and stuck. it and I and I'm gonna have to do a lot of drugs. And then <laughs> it's like, oh no, you can just go. Is that what people do in Maine? Is there a lot of heroin in Maine? Now there's a lot of heroin. It's very sad. I think it's also it gets dark at like two thirty. Oh, yeah. In the winter. You know what I mean? You're oh, just, you're way up there. Yeah, it's like, depra- you know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. If you like nature and air, I mean, it's great. <laughs> I could live with Wonderful people. You know, I do better, like, though, I feel like in open spaces, I feel very meaningless. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, oh my too, God, time too. goes on forever. I'm a pile of shit. But here you're like, uh, I don't care. I got to get shit done. What's going on? You know what I mean? You're too busy to you worry about the yeah. fact that you're you meaningless. You the existential dread. Right? Yeah. I think we should have been friends a long time ago. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to be in, in you know, if you're like, isn't it beautiful? The sky. I don't want to see the sky. I don't want to think about how well, long the is, glaciers were yeah. here for. I, this it is terrorizes the going me. To LA. There's like yeah. space in which to be by yourself, and I'm like, oh, I wait, didn't this realize. Isn't what I, signed up for. Yeah, I kept myself so sort of like cluttered and filled with other things so that I didn't have time to think about it, and then now I do, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's horrible. I terrifying. That's what I realized. And I don't have journals from when I was younger because I, I think my mom found like some things I wrote, and then it was like, you know, a, a crisis and whatever. So then I was like, don't ever write anything down. Um, Oh, no. Wait, were you an only child? Yeah. And was your mom a single mom? No. So, but you, you had her kind of bearing down on Yeah, you. we were very, you know, with, with what you were saying earlier about your mom saying, yeah. we, my mom and I had a relationship like that, and then she was in a car accident, and then I had to take care of her, and oh, it's sort of like, wow. now we, it's a completely different relationship. Yeah. I used to find notes that she wrote about how I could be better, and I was like, what? How did that happen? And then she'd be like, I didn't mean for you to say that. I was like, so you were just making a note on your own on how you thought I could so be better? I mean, does that make you... it any, does that make it better? You know, but now we have a great relationship. Yeah, because you did something that she felt was like worthy of your time, which is taking care of another human being as opposed to the arts. No, I, I, she's an, she's an, no, she's an artist. She doesn't oh, really? feel that way. I think it was that she, cause she just, it just brought us closer together. Well, I love to hear that. Thank you. Good. Bring some joy. There's joy as possible. Let's get a picture. <laughs> oh, I didn't do well with the pictures. No, yes, you did. Yes, you did. You said this was very representative of you uh, when in high school. This yes? is high school. So we, it was always a headband or a bandana. Oh, rather. I was trying to like find a way to, you know, the hair just falls when it's curly. And, you know, people had styles and I just had not styles. So I... Was like maybe a headband would do it. I don't. I think we can see here that the headband didn't do it. But I, 
I, I committed to it. You know, I was like, I'm cool. Yeah. Were you a, a real sporty person? <laughs> no. no. How Were big you, was your high school? Uh, oh, yeah. What was your graduating class? Uh, there was eight girls and 32 <gasps> boys. Whoa. Oh. What? What was that like being such a tiny percentage as a woman? I mean, I, I don't know what the, the other would be. I mean, as, you know what I mean? Did like you that's, feel on guard all the time? No. Hmm. Everyone was just townies, and they were just cool with each other. I mean, it was just sort of... I mean, I don't know because I don't have another thing to compare it to. I, I guess it's good because otherwise I would have come to comedy and been like, what? Where are the women? And I'm like, well, this is normal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so you were prepared for the There's comedy like eight of us. <laughs> we need to be supportive, find each other. <laughs> we're going to be the top eight of the class, but everybody's going to pretend we're at the end. I get it. <laughs> yeah, you were, pre- you were very prepared. Very prepared. Um, and I, I cut you off when you were going to talk about family secrets. You don't have to. Unless I mean, I to. think I was thinking about it because I was looking at my writing and all yeah. of my stuff is about religion. Because I think my, fam- my parents were raised born again Christians and then my parents are hippies. But they're still, and they're Christian, I think, in the way that like, you know, if you're a New Testament person, you know, that it, you know, it was like, oh, we're going to volunteer and uh, we're going to believe in other people and be supportive right, they're, they're and compassionate. Doing what Jesus actually wanted. Yeah, they're, right, they're, so right. they're like a different kind, but then still deep somewhere inside, there's like this very judgmental thing that came out in my, where I think like, especially towards women um, in certain parts of my family, like women are kind of evil and like, you know, I like... Not to be trusted. Not to be trusted and yeah. sexual things are like bad. Like my grandfather once told me that I should have been burned at the stake and he, he meant it. Oh, for sure. He was like, it was said as a joke, but you could tell he was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> So that all of my stuff has this like major anger in it about sort of, you know, not understanding. I felt like, like I was being punned. Like one of my things, I was like, we need to burn this. It's so depressing. You know what I mean? I'm like, why? I wish I could go back in time and be like, don't worry about it this is not I know I wish I had that person um but then you know some of it was just more then I started getting angry which is more exciting than the like self-loathing but I I don't know if that's a family secret but I feel right I think the anger is so much better than sadness no it definitely it's a more active it's definitely more active emotion. yeah it's an active emotion yeah I could have dealt with with some anger but I turned everything inside myself so um I would love to hear your angry poetry (laughs) it's really I decided to share the one that's like the one of them is too depressing and one of them I just read so this I must have been 16 we'd read Paradise Lost Mm -hmm. in English class and I was so mad uh between that and every summer I had to go to my grandparents church which was a born again Christian church and every year it was like how I was going to hell and so I think between the two of them and then I clearly also just discovered rap music so I thought I was a rapper this is I don't know if I can make eye contact with anybody after I read this oh yes yes boy I cannot wait to try it's really Uh, I printed it out um I mean, I didn't print it out now. Clearly, at the time, I thought everything was a gem, and I put it in a folder. Oh, yeah, for sure. You got to save it all. If it's too long, just cut me off. It's going to be great. I don't know if I can do this with people around. Okay, it's called In Defense of Eve. (laughs) (laughs) To you who write Genesis. I Hopefully, I meant wrote, but... I'm so sorry. No, do it, do it. No apologies, no apologies. And it's clearly, I think it was supposed to be a rap or a song. This is oh, spoken. This word. is not uh, or spoken. This is not iambic pentameter. I. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Ready? Deep breath. The first book of the Bible, Genesis, walked on the back of women and looms as my nemesis. Bam. <laughs> 
Apparently, it would seem that Eve lost us all a great opportunity. Well, I'm not inclined to really think so. What was she, the original hoe? (laughs) The first lady doomed to bring us great ruin? The queen of peril, fallen from heaven, reigning here on earth? I think it's time we took this story for what it's actually worth. There's this seven-day-old garden seat, and within this garden grows a tree. And ap- you know, this isn't horrible. An apple of opportunity. <laughs> the tree of knowledge. I don't know about you, but this is already sounding like one big metaphor to me. But since people seem to take it literally, the story goes like this. There are two people in this plush... Eden Grove, a man and a woman, the second coming from the other's ribs. But I've taken biology, and I know that that's a fib, because because you aren't missing one of yours. Are you slick? (laughs) But I am sure the dude who wrote it got a kick out of being a man and saying that he came before us chicks. Well, anyway, that's the order gender was written in, and ever since, women have been second-class citizens. Yeah! Woo! (laughs) Oh, and let's not forget Milton's Paradise Lost. Here it is. I was so revved up. Where Eve sits by the lake all day, gazing at her own image, and it gets her off. Since Milton was obviously there with them, he knew that Eve doted on Adam, but she doted on herself much more. Ah, what a great way to begin that women are vain and of other lovely misogynist folklore. Later, we'll get the Mary Mary and the Magdalene quintessential paradigm of virgin versus whore. That's fucked me up thinking I should pop back my cherry. I mean. (laughs) And pretend I'm pure. But we all know that I was fucking in high school. Um, Don't tell my parents. But back to the story. Because the best part is yet to come. Apparently, God said to Adam, who then relayed the message straight to Eve, that no one is to eat from that apple tree, the tree of knowledge. We all know what happens next. Here comes the original sin, handing like a pending noose around our necks. Satan, guised as a snake, comes slithering in and winds himself around Eve and eventually seduces her to give it to him. How phallic. (laughs) Eve... Having succumbed to Satan's probing, takes the apple and eats, giving us a taste of knowing. Ironically, even though Eve gets blamed for choosing knowledge, more recent philosophic lies has women denied from logic. I see what I was saying. That we took the logic and now everybody says we're stupid. How did that happen? It seems we have always got the short end of the stick, falling second to the almighty prick. Ooh. There I go again, getting off topic. Back to our little Eden that was in the tropics. (laughs) But not for long, because then Eve goes to Adam and says, here, come try this. And Adam gives right into Eve's sensuous kiss. And then we fell right out of Eden and straight on to hell. And on Eve's shoulder, we place the blame of the fall. Well, I got to say that I can't agree with this one, (laughs) y'all. What this story really says to me is that it took all of the powers of hell to seduce Eve, but Adam, Adam gave it up for a little of Eve's pussy. I felt like I was deep there. (laughs) Time to own up, Adam. We all make a choice, so stop blaming Eve for not hearing God's voice and turning her back, because Eve, Adam gave it all up for a good roll in the sack. It's a metaphor or some vehicle for guilt that's got that got off track time to take the weight off women's backs and don't go and say women turn men 
to their evil selves and that we should take more care. It's not my fault. It's easier for us to get laid because we look so good looking standing there. I was confident. (laughs) Did I not see my hair? How... Can we never get? How come we never got to hear Eve's side of the story? Adam probably begged her to do a little bite. He really wanted it, but needed God to think he was in the right. So then he made up this whole big Satan snake excuse. People wrote it down, wrote down his version of the story since it was less boring and a bit obtuse. How do we know that that didn't happen? Did God sit down one day and write Genesis? That seems a little too human to me. This may be a hard pill to digest, but I suggest it was written by some people, just like you and me who had their own point of views to push so you got to think this story has a skew that puts women at a loss under a man's gain and that god's not talking just some dude who's pretending to write in his name oh my oh my god what were you afraid of that was great that was amazing i feel like you could perform that now absolutely houses down and now the next picture krebs yes please explain yourself (laughs) i was so full of thoughts oh my god yeah but it was like really well done too and like a little bit of rhyming but not too much rhyming i honestly i feel like you could bring this to an open mic now and still get a fucking cheer switch it up and be like yes i really i was obsessed with it religious stuff so, but you got laid in high school, but you were also already uh, like keyed into feminism because I didn't get keyed into feminism until. Oh, way my later. mom's a fem- my mom dressed. I should have given you that picture. My mom dressed me up as Rosie the Riveter for like my second grade Halloween. Wow! <laughs> yeah, it was. That's amazing. It was a very interesting mix of like uh, guilt and feminism, and it was all very confusing. Yeah, because on the one hand, you had the. Um, I was the, the born again Christian thing, and then on the other hand, you have this like feminism thing, which I feel like in a lot of parts of the country, those two things don't really. Die, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they know? don't mix well inside of oneself either. <laughs> no. Until you get older, and you're like, oh, I don't think that's what any but of it also, meant. Like your high school, there's a very a serious like immediacy because there's so little of you, you can't just fall into a crowd because you're literally the crowd. Yeah, there's only a few of you. <laughs> yeah, it, that's. Uh, Interesting and I was always very mouthy and loud and having opinions, so I think that didn't work out well in school, but, you know, later on. Well, not in Maine, but, like, you were meant to come here and be yeah. mouthy. Yeah, and, and people were like, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, well, I have a gift for you oh, thank as you. well. Um, I don't know if it's something that you would wear, but, like, honestly, it's kind of hard for me to part with it, so I hope that you do at least pretend to wear it. But uh, it's one of these. Now, do you people in the crowd know what this is here? I don't. You don't know what it is? Okay, I'm going to show you. You must be younger than I am. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm probably on, older then. than you are. I don't think so. I think so. <laughs> All right. So. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, Peter. You take the corner of the shirt like so. And she can't see. You're ready to be on the fucking Can I see? Yes. And I'm going to wear it. Sweet. Thank you so much. Um, I don't even know what they're called, but like that's all I that's all I wore every day was like leggings, giant t-shirts, and those little rings on this the shirt. So fun. Um, but uh, yeah, do you have anything that you would like to plug to the audience? Um, I I feel like just find me on Twitter, and then if I think of something fun to plug, I'll put it on Twitter. And where can they tell? Where can they find you on Twitter? Where can the listeners find you on Twitter? At Leah Bonima, L E A H. B-O-N-N-E-M-A. I love it because it's like Bonimo, which is a, th- which is a jingle my parents sing all the time. Would you know, it was like a, 
It was like a cookie thing. It was like a chocolate cookie thing. Bonomo? No? I, w- I wasn't allowed to have chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I was only allowed to have carob. Which Wait, really? Is, yeah. Wow, they were hippies. Yeah, well, we, we fucking have been like, we've had the same plastic bags in our house since 1980. My mom would be like, <laughs> wash it, bring it back in. You use Tom's of Maine toothpaste? Uh, my parents do. I'm, I refuse. I want non-biodegradable, <laughs> full of like angry. Of I want chemicals <laughs> in my shit. I don't want it. I refuse to use Tom's of Maine deodorant. I feel like they're like, here, be smellier. That's what that is. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Be one with the earth. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yep. I don't need to smell like that. I feel like I've been facing this way. I apologize. Oh, no, it's no, okay. it's, it's, always, it's always a little bit awkward, but you're doing great. You're yeah, doing you're great. doing great. Thanks. So, Thank yeah. you for coming. Thanks Thank for... you. So, Leah Bonema, you Thank guys. You. Thank you so much for doing this. vacate this area yeah. so that Jay Malski can take the oh, stage. Stage with me while I do this? Oh no, we give it all to you, honey. Oh, wow. Unless you want us to stay on stage. Stay on stage. You guys want to see them too. No, right? come on, they're tired of us. Alright, get off the stage. <laughs> I think that's good. Oh my god. Do you have any questions for me or am I just going right into this? Well, usually we just let the musical guests go right into it, but since we're staying up here, I guess we can begin yeah, with, yeah. do you want to start with a family secret that you've got, I, You know, it's so funny that I was trying to rack my brain for family secrets, and I literally, my family does not have any fucking secrets. Like, Just an open book. By the way, can we see this picture of Jay real quick, Josh? Sorry. Because um, it's so adorable. Oh, You're sweetie. Like, definitely like a life cereal kid right here. Oh, just Big Bird watching over you. I still have that sweater, and it still fits. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, you were on our show. You've been on our show been, before, yeah, and yeah. I do recall you saying that your childhood was pretty happy, actually. I so. had a great time. I really, you know, like, I'm so bored when people talk about, like, you know, I'm gay, and, the, you know, people are like, tell us about your coming out story. I'm like, yeah, they already knew. They were like, yes. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you for finding out, because this has been painful for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and how old were you for when that happened? For a long time. <laughs> How old were you when that happened? I came out when I was uh, 16. Oh, yeah, and they were like, what have you been doing all this time? Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's like nothing. And it's so funny because so you asked me to do this show, and I was like, yeah, I'll find some. I For years, I've always played the piano. I taught myself to play the piano when I was like 12, and I started just like writing music. I loved singing, um, and so I started writing music, and when you asked me to do the show, I was like, let me go through that old folder and like, I'll pop, I'll bring out some like old songs that I wrote when I was in high school. Yeah. And I started going through them and I was like, wow, Jay, not much has changed. at all. <laughs> <laughs> like you're still writing the same shitty ballad songs, except now I throw in the world dildo in there every once in a while <laughs> and we call it comedy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's not shitty. And I mean, you're taking after the greats, the greats that you now, um, uh, become sometimes like Jay. Jay has this whole Elaine Stritch uh, one-person show that he does, and and most recently you've discovered your share, your inner share. Oh, I did the other night, which oh, that's is wonderful. incredible. Yes, Thanks. it was it, a lot of fun. Great. She's sad. She's just sad. Share. Sad share. She's very sad because Hillary lost, <laughs> <laughs> and I just make the audience read her batshit tweets, which are mostly <laughs> mostly emojis, and they make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> so well, 
So, would you like to kick off? Uh, this yeah, I'm gonna sing selection? just a couple of songs, and we'll just, you know, I mean, I gotta be honest, they're just ballads. This is not gonna be that funny, but this is what I thought when I was in high school. dramatic. Oh so my gosh, dramatic. but I know, I mean, you were listening to Celine Dion. Oh, you know? a lot. I, I still do. I know, I and know. And you are her sometimes, too. I so. am, I do it's her. It's very too. fun. Um, Alright, so I have one more that I actually thought was, I don't know, I read, I was like going through it, and I was like, this is actually, I don't know, kind of sweet. Um, <laughs> I don't know, you might laugh at it, please feel free to laugh, but also if um, you wake up every day and you have a panic attack about whatever Trump has just done while you were sleeping, like maybe it'll be uplifting. I don't know. And how old were you when you wrote this? Also high school?
know. Ah, very okay. uplifting. Very. Shall would you say it? What's that? Were you gonna say it? What topical? No, I was gonna say Michael Bublé. <laughs> no, I don't ever fucking think of Michael Bublé. Fuck oh. him. Oh, oh, I do. Listen, I think this... I'm sure that was one of his poor corrections once. <laughs> Honestly, Fine. you make us all look like shallow, thin paper versions <laughs> of humans, Jay. What? <laughs> that's amazing. I that can't believe really, you wrote like, that That's a real song. School. You I could wrote do that, that in high school, yeah. I was very religious. I still am very religious. So, like, uh, I don't know. I just, yeah. You just feel you just feel the light. I just yeah. feel the light. <laughs> L- yeah, I, it's funny because like as you were playing, because Jay, we usually have you know tracks that we play between guests and stuff, and Jay was like, "Well, I can just play play some like retro tracks." I, I, brought, this, I literally brought my retro eighties book. Right. <laughs> I was like, but, "Let's just see what's in here." But when you were playing like during pre-show and while we were getting these technical difficulties figured out, I was like, "It sounds like this is like pre-church service." Like there's oh, just something is. about that keyboard. I that, went to Catholic school all my life. So it's just like all of it is just very, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, you know what? It's, it warms my heart. Oh. It warms my cockles. <laughs> and um, I have a treasure for you, oh, you do? that I think okay. you will enjoy. I'm very um, it, it, it is a telecharge ticket uh, So you, from, uh, oh, yeah. It's a telecharge ticket from uh, May 28th, 1997, which was, I think, the second of three times that I saw Les Miserables on the Oh, my God. There you go. I cannot. I'm legitimately going. I'm going to ask you to sign this, and then I'm going to frame it. That's what I'm going to do. You know, just like all her gifts, just make sure you bring it home. <laughs> just please don't leave it here for me to put it oh away God, later. I, which I, I never would. I, I know, but that's why we're friends. Um, yeah. Jay Mouski, you guys. Jay, do you yeah. have anything... <laughs> That's that. that you want to plug to the to, to the people here or the listeners? I know um, you have a million shows and teams. Yeah, uh, so I guess I'll just do the regulars. I perform every Wednesday at the People's Improv Theater at 10 p.m. Uh, my team is Peaches Galore. That's improv. And then uh, once a month, I do sketch at UCB. I'm on mod team Pretty Boys. Uh, I'm oh, an actor. how appropriate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're very pretty. Uh, <laughs> and we're sort of funny. Um <laughs> But yeah, so that's uh, once a month. Yeah, awesome. so, great. Yeah. yeah, Jay Mouski, check him out. Check it out. And he's not going to go anywhere. He's going to stay right here. Um, as we have one more guest. How are you guys doing out there? Are you alive? Just, yeah. Just, uh, uh, we, we've got like one more incredible guest. It's going to be about 15 minutes of this show, and it's going to end with a bang. Um, this person is a huge fucking inspiration to everybody who is in uh, the comedy community that I know. I mean, for sure, everybody at the People's Improv Theater, he self-produces more things than anyone I've ever met. He puts together solo com every year at the pit. Um, he's done his own shows all over the world, including Desperately Seeking the Exit, and currently his show, Show Up, which is going to be at the Orlando Fringe. Yes. Give it up for Peter Michael Marino. <laughs> actually me like what oh well, relax you don't have to do anything yeah you just have okay. to be guided it's fine it's i was fine. so inspired by your previous guests oh yeah i mean that's sort of like the same sort of that's like the uh accepting award and kind of oh, like going. it's just an honor to be <laughs> in the same oeuvre <laughs> um well, genre 
Peter, for as much as I've seen you on stage, I feel like I know actually very little about your personal life growing That's up. That's been my plan. So uh, I'm happy to break that wide open and begin with, uh, is there a family secret that you would like to um, share? Could be anything big, small, stupid, whatever. Yeah, it's good. It's good, actually. Uh, so I guess around 10 years ago, we sort of, I guess it was finally revealed to me that my grandfather, who was from the island of Saba in the Dutch West Indies... Ooh. So when people ask me, what are you? Because my last name is Marino, and I'm like, only Italian from the waist down. <laughs> uh, it's just so easy to be Italian and from Queens and Long Island. It's so, so right, easy. Course, and I'm like, I'm West Indian. <laughs> I'm Dutch. Isn't that interesting about me? I never knew. Yeah. So my grandfather is from this tiny little island uh, called Seba in the West Indies, and he was married to a lady there, and then he just... <laughs> Uh, join the join the uh, uh, seamen. It's not what they're called, but they go on boats and they go to other places. Yeah, and sailors. then he came to sailors. Thank you. Yeah. And then he came to <laughs> and then he came to America and met my grandmother and married her. So he was married to two women at the same time, which I think is so fucking awesome. And like the news was delivered, like this might be hard for you to take. And I was like, this is. Crazy! Yeah, I love that. I'm more interesting now. Yeah, that's badass. <laughs> Did you ever meet that woman no. that that? Uh. That he was married to in the West Indies, or did you meet any of her descendants? Right, so that's what we call Aunt Helen. Oh, um, <laughs> she's along with us, but I, I have gone to Aruba several times. That's where. So Sabra and Aruba are not so far away oh, from cool. each other. And so, uh, what? So I was an air, airport kid. My dad worked uh, for Eastern Airlines at JFK. So we used to like fly for free and like oh, bring your awesome. kid to the airport day. And, you know, we still like. There's this new thing called Disney. Disneyland, and we get to go because Eastern Airlines is the, you know, it was like just great. Do you remember the first time you saw Disneyland? I cried. Oh my God. I cried. How old were you? Like, I was probably around six or seven. That's amazing. That's so magical. I literally cried in the, in the parking lot. I like remember the exact moment I just like, we parked and I saw like that, um, you know, there's like the train, like this is classic Disney, Disney, yeah. Disney World classic, like the park. You know, like the train goes in front yeah. and there's like all the flowers look like the tulips look like Mickey and everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had all these brochures in the house. So I would just, I mean, I just like looked at them, like just dreamt, like someday I'm going to see this. <laughs> and so, yeah, and, and got did. to the parking lot. Cut to like maybe eight or nine years ago. And uh, <laughs> for some reason I had money. And... Um, <laughs> So, you know, my <laughs> friends went to Rome. We went to Rome and Tuscany because that's what you do yeah, uh, of course. when things are going well. And um, yeah, we got to like the Coliseum, you know, and like this is so not like me, but like we parked the car in the Coliseum. And I got out and just like, <laughs> and I just wept. I wept. It was like Disney happening all over oh, like 30 years, 40 years amazing. later. Yeah. Oh, my God. We, well, I think we, have a, we got a picture of yeah, you right around that age, you. maybe a little older. Maybe. So I, this is. Are you, I fucking love that shirt so much. Yeah, like, that is a killer shirt. I'm telling color. you, I love it. It's like sat, like satin only on part of, like some of the stripes are satin and the others are not. I thought, I, I don't know why I thought it was a winter, which is, it's like so dumb. <laughs> you look at me, I'm clearly an autumn, like everything about me is autumn, but uh, here I was wearing like a Donnie Osmond electric blue vest and shirt. It looks, it's I very Saturday night I fucking love that fever. shirt. I kind of feel like that was around my confirmation, maybe. Catholic I mean, people, Jay, that's like, you're like 11 or 12, maybe? Like no, like 12 or 13. Yeah, that looks about right. Good skin. 
Yo, you look like a little model child. Thank your you. Shiny hair. Well, Amazing. that's why I went into modeling, and that's why I'm an international model today. <laughs> when did you? Uh, <laughs> when did you uh, want to become a performer? When, when did it hit you? Did you? I feel like you probably or? knew when you were young. Yeah. No, I had no, I no idea. Actually. Really? No. Um, so I remember going to see. I'm old, so I remember going oh, to see um, Cinderella, like at, when, when it was like out in movie theaters. I don't know if it's the first run of Cinderella, but it was like the late sixties, mm-hmm. and um, the there the was like a show on a stage before the movie and it was like kids were doing like Hansel and Gretel and I was like what the fuck is going on here (laughs) this is so cool this is like 3D movies this is so cool and then you know it was very theatrical when they throw the witch into the into the oven I think that's the same story right Yeah. yeah I was loving this and then that was the end of that. Um, so then, like, cut to, like, so at, like most people from Queens, you move to Long Island. You take your kid out of Catholic school, and you put them in public school in the middle of the school year, because that's great. Because that's great for your mental health. It's really good. And, you know, the, the, they were putting on a play called Oliver. I was like, what's this? What's this play you speak of? What is this? <laughs> and I was, like, an artist, so I did all the posters for Oliver. Um, and then I would like watch I was actually just talking to a friend from high school about it. I like remembered going to McCleary Junior High School and like sneaking in for their dress rehearsal and like watching it going what is this it's like so boring right <laughs> haven't we read a million stories like this and then I was hooked I know but the same I mean like that happens to all of us it yeah. really, it's like a disease that infiltrates you as soon as you go into well, the auditorium well it's only a disease but because like, of the lack of focus that Excuse me. Uh, it's only a disease insofar as the lack of focus they put on the art, so you have to discover it for yourself. You know, it's one of those things you're... Well, that's what bugged me. Like, like a few years ago, I like, said to my parents, I was like, you guys fucked up so big. Like, you couldn't see that I was interested in that. And, like, we lived in Queens. Like, it's... You just take the train to Manhattan. I never <laughs> even knew Manhattan existed. Like, how could you not, like, nurture me that way? Because they didn't want you to get bitten by that bug because they knew it meant a life of poverty. Well, they, I mean, well, they had, they hid it from me, and I still turned out to be living a life of poverty. So it's kind of like when your parents smoke dr- like smoke pot, like you grow up like openly. You wake, you grow up, and you're like, oh, I'm not really that cool with it. Like, but the ones who are like secret, that's those are the kids, yeah. right, right? Right, right? Isn't this everybody? Yeah, it's oh like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, so so then, like in junior high school, like I hated public school in Long Island so much. I, I would <laughs> sneak. In. Oh my god, my mom was like a housewife, so like I would sneak in and like take money out of her purse, and then. I would not go to school and go to the Long Island Railroad and take the Long Island Railroad in on a Wednesday afternoon and see a matinee. What? And like truant officers would be in Times Square and be like, excuse me, sir, you're supposed to be in school. And I'm like, I'm a theater, I'm a, I'm a student of theater and I'm allowed to be here. Um, I'm going to see Quentin Crisp downtown at the oh, Actors Playhouse. Perhaps you've heard of him? <laughs> like, seriously. So, like, I always joke that, like, when I took the Long Island Railroad back home and then, like, walked along the, uh, whatever the, the, th- the parkway is to get home, like, it was just a normal day of school, um, I would have to hide my playbills so that nobody knew that I went to New York. But, like, all my other friends were hiding their playboys. <laughs> so, like, so, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> where did you stash them? Did you take notes? Under the bed where you put the Playboys <laughs> in the same place. That's right. That's perfect. He went to see Men of La Mancha, that bastard. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have, let's, can we see another picture here, picture Josh? You? Oh my God, because, what could possibly? Well, okay, so I, I wanted you to tell me like what, what was going on here because so you look like you're in the midst That's my BFF, Debbie. Uh, she grew up, I was at 7211 61st Street and said she was at 7214 or uh, whatever the odd number verse, 15. Uh, and like she knew me since the day I was born and she's still a really good friend of mine. She's subletting my apartment when I go that's to Orlando. Uh, yeah, she kind of bullied me when I was a kid. <laughs> 
And now she's married to a Trump supporter. <laughs> oh, in New York? Yeah, I mean, she's, she knows it's, it's whack, but, you know. Well, you didn't block her from Facebook, so there must be something to speak That's correct. For. I don't block people. That's reaching I, I give the them aisle. the opportunity to block or unfriend me, so they have the power. Oh, good. Good, good. Put it, on, yes. put it in their court. Um, and so I think the next picture we have is this artifact. Oh, really? Uh, that you will be sharing. Oh, yes. is it? Okay. Uh, so. Okay, I have to, full disclosure. Okay, so no one knows this because you're all really young. Yeah, but we know what creepy dolls are, dude. Okay. Yeah. So this is not, a, this is not an Ed Harris doll. <laughs> this is not the leader of the Aryan Wait, movement the actual doll. Thing? Yeah, oh, so God. so yeah, so my, my mom thought like one day they came into the city to see their son and they brought a big box of shit. It was all of my ventriloquist dolls and dummies and all this kind of shit I had. They thought we thought you should have this. And I was like, I live in Manhattan in a rent stabilized apartment. What what makes you think your house in East Meadow with two empty vacant yes. bedrooms? No, you have to just a, hide it in the oven. You so know? anyway, when you told me about this, I never wrote in a journal. I went to Catholic school. We weren't taught to express ourselves in any way. <laughs> so I just was very artistic, and I found this doll, Hugo. Just I he just loved this thing. So what it is, actually, you would have loved this I thing. I honestly would. So wouldn't. that's a bag of scars. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is like, so you'd put, I don't know why I'm making him up to the microphone. He means so much to me. Like it's, he oh, needs to speak. Oh, this is facial hair. Thanks. And he's the, he's the Hugo, the man of a thousand. Oh, you know what? That's the poker for my one hitter. Oh, this is important. He's a puppet this. assassin. And it came with some kind of like glue that you could put stuff on. I remember I really. It's like Mr. Potato Head, but like way creepier. But he will kill again. Chin, he will kill again. A chin. And like oh his arms God. don't, you can't control his arms from the inside. Actually, there's one thing in one of the bags that really cracked me up. Okay, it's like a bandage. Here. Oh, is that this? It is bloody thing It's a here? bloody bandage. That's how it came in the package. He's got warts and in I this guess, one. And look That's at this, cool. this sort of Planet of the Apes, kind of like James Naughton, the series Planet of the Apes shirt going on. So This is, okay. I loved this little fucking Aryan this, crazy ass Ed Harris. This would Harris. never sell in a Toys R Us now. Oh, you it could, absolutely would. This, this bloody thing? bandage? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's kind of like let's go into the medical kit and see if we can find a if play. If I with. were a kid and this were a thing, believe me, I absolutely would have this. There was a thing called Monster Face. It was much more explicit. He knows. Someone knows Monster Face. Yeah. Hey, Lenore, out in the audience there, do you think Ralph would be into this guy? <laughs> I can't give it away. No, 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 no. I've seen these at like toy shows and stuff. I'm uh, now I'm interested. How much are they worth? I don't know. I never looked. So, There's so many strange little... Put your hand up up, up his body. Yeah. Do you... Do, does his mouth move at all? No, when... his mouth doesn't move. His arms are not movable. Oh, so... His... I think at some point I put, like, uh, clothes, ha- uh, 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 clothes hangers, wires, and I made sticks to make... So he could animate, be animated. So were you, were you doing ventriloquism? No, no. He was waiting. That's all he so. does. What else is he going to do? Be happy? This is his body. It's worse than uh, Barbie's. It's... Um, we, can you advance to the next picture? Because we have him here sitting in a chair looking at you. It's very Twin Peaks. I like, felt I had to prove that I had it. Yeah, oh, my God. Looks like he's going to talk backwards at you. Did he have, I'm sorry. Did he have a name? Hugo. Oh, Hugo. Hugo, So he's right. Hugo, the man of a thousand faces. Right. And I think I got about 13 or 14. There are a couple <laughs> of faces in there. There are a couple of faces. Oh, yeah. Um, and. I'm sorry, it looks like one of our listeners' dads. 
Yes. Oh, it does. I know Amanda's dad. And it does. <laughs> we'll talk to you later, Amanda. There's a whole plan in place that we didn't even know. Um, so let's um, let's see this next because, like, I <laughs> I just love this so much because. So that's just you and I was our theme song for the prom. That was in East Meadow, Long Island, which is um, where Joey Buttafuoco went to jail. East Meadow is known for that. Um, and is this uh, woman Debbie? That's uh, her name is Jennifer. Oh, okay. And uh, she's still one of my best friends. And uh, yeah, I think I, well, I could have joined the Hell's Angels. There's like a thing that you have to do to be able to join Hell's Angels, oh. and I did with her. Oh, and that was what? probably one of the last women that I kind of was with. Well, that's why. Yeah. Did you join Hell's Angels so that you could have sex with her? Uh, no. Well, it's deeper than that. I don't think we should really go We're into it on the podcast, but Red Wings. <laughs> Okay, well, it'll be for the, that's it. the special She's a, secret. one of my best friends, okay. so that's why I thought I'd so, humiliate her on your podcast. Right, I, mean, <laughs> I just, I love the backdrop and um, her shoes and the, the purity. The, the, the purity so and we, everyone's wearing So white. as you do in Long Island, on prom night, you ditch your clothes, and then you come into New York City, and you walk around New York <gasps> Did City. Did you do that? Of course, You yeah. are so much cooler yeah, than yeah, I am. Yeah, we had, like, a, you know, a, like a, one of the brothers of one of the seniors had a place on in Greenwich Village, and so, like, we went to their place and, like, smoked you got, pot. You got to live in New York while New York was still New York is what you're telling me oh yeah totally yeah oh, that's the coolest yeah we're all that's pretty jealous and I have we're the gunshot wounds to prove it <laughs> do you though no okay good. <laughs> and has anyone have... ever been shot here what? we've had somebody on our podcast <laughs> thank you Jay for has... appreciating the absurdity of asking that question do you know Jess Wood though she has been shot oh in yeah. LA in LA but, well, people, people I meant get here. shot there yeah I, okay um, that was me playing the shot. stage manager in Our Town. Oh, that's perfect for that's you. Great. Yes. This yep. show's called Our Town. Oh my gosh. You just look out. You just look. This looks like well, a picture uh, from this, the book. Okay, this is a. Well, yes. yes, it is. Right. Is it? Uh, like from the book, like the, uh, the, the, the yearbook. No, but of it the looks like a, book, like a book, like from like the group theater that you would look at and be like, this is when the greats were around. You right. Know? Remember when he was no one? He's still no one, but that's a great <laughs> picture of <laughs> him. Uh, so this goes back to like, so I was, of course, jealous that like the other people had like memoirs and notes and like, you know, stuff they wrote, which I just never did that. So the teacher, the guy who directed this show, Terry McDonald, he was the voice and diction teacher. And uh, throughout the semester, we had to like keep a journal. That was like a new idea. You know, yeah. it was like, a new thought. Keep a journal. And like, I really resented him for making me keep a journal. So of course, like right before the journal is due, the night before, you just get like five different pens. Oh yeah. And you just like I, I, create a fake timeline I, I of what you were thing. thinking of doing. In my acting class, I, I did the same I thing. I did that All right, in fucking college. Because version. you're like, well, maybe they'll read it. Oh, they wouldn't read it. That would be terrible. And of course, they read it. So Terry, who directed this show, pulls me into his office. I read your journal, Peter, and I think you might want to consider something called primal screen therapy. <laughs> what did I write? I what did know. I write? What did you write? Do you remember? They don't give it back. They didn't it's give like it back? evidence. <gasps> they have it? I don't Terry? have it. Terry? Terry. I don't he... have it. Oh so then he gosh. cast me as like the lead of my senior year show. And, of course, I, like, just resented him because he knew too much about me. Maybe he had a crush on you. Did you ever utilize the primal scream technique for therapy? Uh, this morning. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I feel like it's something that comes out every day. Well, no, now it's just, like, Facebook is just, like, primal little, like, snippets, little, like, snivels that come out yep. throughout every the Every morning since November. It's, <laughs> it's we been before it. that. We it's just oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wish I had your childhood. I'm jealous. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Thanks. 
Peter, I have a present for you that's completely ridiculous. Great. I found it this morning in my in my childhood home, and I don't know what you're going to do with it, if anything, but it, it was something that I saved for a long time, so it's definitely worth giving as a gift. Um, it's a fucking oh, magic wand. Fairy wand, yeah. Yeah, and it's got like a fucking ribbon dancer situation going on Did you on use this it. in a show? Um, I don't think I used it in a show. Can I think, you like make up a story like you did? No, well, what I did was um, I played the Billy Joel record in my living room and danced around with it. Okay, that's great. Yeah, is that cool? <laughs> I don't care what you say I mean, anymore. <laughs> this is my life. Yeah, pretty much. Go ahead with your own life and leave me alone. <laughs> uh, it just feels good. It just makes everything better, you know? <laughs> Peter, thank, thank you. you. No, Peter. Thank you. What do you want to plug to the people before you hop off stage? Oh, I'm doing the show called Show Up, which is an improvised one-man show, but it's so much deeper than that. And um, you have to come see it before it goes to Orlando and Edinburgh. Yes! Amazing. Amazing. Awesome. Peter Michael Marino, you guys. I'm moving out! Jen, Jen Dodd, Leah Bonama, Peter Michael Jay. Marino, our amazing Jay Mowski, Kent I'm, in the Kent. booth, who is just our savior, I, and Josh Krebs, who saved the day with the with the slideshow over here. Um, I love you guys all, yes. and um, you, you know, I really appreciate you coming. I really, 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 really do, and I'm really happy to be home right now, and we'll be here all week, and please hang out with us, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore bitch underscore seat. And uh, we also have uh, an Instagram account now, which is at the Bitch Seat. We have a Facebook page. We're trying to be in the 21st century. Now, Facebook is very 21st century. Know, Let's right? do it. So, like, we are, yeah, we're just trying to trying to get more listeners. If you know somebody who would like to listen to the show, who had angst, because we all do, tell them about the show. We would love, we love you guys, and we love preaching to the choir here at QED because you guys are a fantastic choir to preach to. You are a fantastic choir to preach to, yes. You know, I would love to, I would love for us to have uh, enough listeners for a Patreon to make sense. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) But also, we'll, we'll send you stuff. Listen, we're going to keep doing it, even if we're going to, we're, we're going to make it happen or die trying. That's it. That's right. Yeah. My ride or die. Call me your ride or die. That's right, and you and I, I'm, I'm yours. So, you know. Guess we're just stuck together. <laughs> yeah. For this and more barfing later, see us outside on the sidewalk. And uh, guys, treasure, treasure what got, got you here. here. I didn't know you were looking at me. Sorry. As always, I'm Paul. And we're from Juicy Reviews. We have a podcast where we like to talk and review movies, maybe bring on a wacky character from that movie, and always play some games. We like some games. I actually brought a clip, Paul. Wait, you brought a clip? I brought a clip. Can I listen? Yeah. I look mad young, right? Yeah, yeah. you look young in the movie, and... Uh, I hooked up with a bunch of the young chicks at the movie. Oh, you know what? You know what? It's not illegal if you're a police officer. And, and, I believe that, And this yeah. is something I wanted to bring up since you're here. Sure. Tell us about all the hookups on set. Oh, my God. Who's Un- hooking up with who? Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, like, there's, like, these, like, Asian girls in the movie. Right. They play, I, the twins, right? I triple kissed them. Okay, oh, a little triple kiss. Triple that way you didn't get confused if it was Rachel or Rebecca. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, oh, whatever, and I triple kissed them. Was, was that offset or on camera, or, and they got cut out maybe? or? Oh, the, I didn't do it on camera for sure. Okay. I would never, because, you know what I mean, That's I could get in a lot of trouble for that. I don't, I don't know how old they are. I could never tell with them. But uh, 
who else? Let me see. Cecily, the girl. Yeah. I chalked. I, I chalked her. You chalked her. What, <laughs> I chalked what is, her. What is chalking? That's when you kind of forcibly kiss someone. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!